Hi, everybody, and welcome to Red Wings Rant, where tirades and passion pleas for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. We are watching live the Red Wings with a 5-4 to four lead. Uh, my screen, four minutes to go against the St. Louis Blues. Oh, man, I'm at 447. Damn it. All right. Well, I'm going to know what's... Well, uh, I guess I'll do a 40-second delay for all of my announcements. Based on our usual uh, production quality, that shouldn't be an issue for us. Yeah, this, this is right on par. Like for the two of us, if we <laughs> if we both are reacting to the same thing, but just 40 seconds apart, that would be right on par. Like if I uh, react well, to the empty net goal that hopefully is coming up here in three minutes and then 40 seconds later, you're like another one. <laughs> we already got some of the boys on here. Performance art. What's up, bud? Jared. Uh, performance art. You can see Kane is about to burst with production. Can I say I haven't? Uh, no audio, boys. Oh, don't want a copyright strike. Ah, thanks, Dan. Um, I was just going to touch on performance art real quick uh, while we're watching. The Ew, don't touch game him. Live. Oh, good, Ooh. Andrew Cop. Let's watch this uh, penalty here. I am alive. Hey, Holding, once again, looking. I've survived right. another oh. week here. Um, that's uh, there's a conversation. Pick? There's a conversation going on in the Discord where the there's boys the are. Uh, yeah, they they want you to join. They they love you. Oh, I sent you a message because I told you the link didn't work, and that was uh, six weeks ago. You never responded. Uh, generating a new link now that never expires. Okay. Posting it into the YouTube comments, and please, ladies and gentlemen, come join us. No, I need you to text um, it to me. I'm going to be on my phone. How the... Come on. Mike, how could I possibly text you? Hey, can we do this? Can we... Uh, I don't know. That smells that like another copyright. copyright? Yeah. Is that a problem? In fact, don't open your eyes too wide in case they can see the reflection of the game. <laughs> just uh, for the podcast listeners, Matt just realized he can spin his screen uh, to being on camera. But yeah, that's probably... That's an issue. So first one. <laughs> um, Come on, man. Don't call me a non-Discord using Goober. <laughs> I'm old. It's hard to learn new new apps. Um Jared, but... Mike is actually a hologram. Um <laughs> uh, puck out of the zone. Oh, art, by the way. Uh because that power play, Matt, I I can't remember the last time we had a Red Wing just like control the whole play the way Kane does. Maybe yeah. since Pavel. Um, no, he doesn't play defense like Pavel. There's nobody. I, I mean, that's a pretty short list, right? I know. I think but I know what you're he saying. Just stops the puck and everybody's just like, I'm terrified to move toward him defensively and offensively. He's going to find me. So I'm just going to, you know, get a touch pass going past the goalie here. Uh, yeah, that was actually that's one of the many chats we were having in the discord was how incredible it is that the um I mean, the entire Blues penalty kill, not great, first of all, against any team they play. But uh, they are particularly scared of Patrick Kane. And, you know, regardless of what we're going to get out of Kane production-wise, that's something that's, you know, just the threat of Patrick Kane seems to be doing wonders right now. Because, sure, uh, we got a power play goal in this game, but we've seen it. We've seen it since since Kane joined the team. When he's on the ice, he does. Oh my God, the 
the way that that Patrick Kane moves on the ice, like when you when you used to watch it, and he was a Chicago Blackhawk, you'd just be like, this fucking piece of shit just like doing these little circles around he's barely moving somebody go <laughs> wipe his goddamn face know, into the ice play. it's almost like he still has the hip injury like he's just standing there and they're terrified of him but now yeah now that he's a red wig and you watch him do that you're just like oh he's it's so methodical he oh, really is race like that he, carries. he just has to stand there and you're like my god what do we do uh, Jared thrown out there. Kane was a division rival with this team. That's why that's I, I did want to point out, like, it does feel like this has been the Patrick Kane reaction we've seen so far. So not just limited to this game. Like if Kane is on the ice, maybe even not for the power play. We, we've seen some five on five. Oh, here we go. Rasmussen on the break. Woo. Empty netter. Jared, I think you and I are at the same spot because I'm still watching a timeout. So hopefully things oh. go well in, in our version of the game. All right. Well, in my reality, it's six to four Detroit. Blues hey. fans are getting up. They're angry. They're going to walk out of here, even though they still have a power play. Could be a six on four. Could be. It is. That's how we made it. That's how we made it six to four. Valeno with a great play, by the way. Um, Just I, 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 my eyes are so terrible. I can't tell who he's dogging, but that was all Valeno. And Rasmussen does a nice job. This puck was just uh, shot down the ice by Valeno after he, uh, I mean, he did he did everything to get the puck back. You know, he could have not wings. touched it and let Valeno get credit for that goal. But uh, I, he, I think he needed to finish. I think he could have that, that was definitely he boxed wide. him out NBA style and then <laughs> let Valeno get the credit he deserved. That was that was definitely going wide. That I don't know, but um, we we have been having conversations, uh, you know, about what to do on the first line, and this is when. Dylan Larkin wasn't injured, and we'll get into that, folks. Um, I, I really think Joe Valeno is is turning into a Joe Valeno I'd like to see more and more often right now. And uh, the Joe Valeno we just saw on the penalty kill there, um, that that was that was beautiful. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm I might be I might be falling in I, love. I oh, that's no Jordan Kyrou. That's I have no was. qualms with him on the penalty kill, but sometimes his power play stuff. I know it's so new to him because he never, ever, ever gets shifts on the power play. Um, I think that's well, going to be when everybody's healthy, it's going to be a harder line for him to crack because he's not better than Comfort or Larkin at all. Well, I'll I'll say this. Uh, I mean, Valeno did have the good play today that it got out to Lucas Raymond uh, out front, and yeah, that was Raymond's goal. I, at that, also, how, how good is? Uh, Raymond Ben tonight, you guys. Holy crap! Like he really looks inspired, losing his you know his hero out there. And by that I mean you know Larkin being on the injured reserve for a week. Um, uh, he looks he looks one hundred percent like inspired. Yeah. Uh, well, let's do a couple of these. Uh, first, uh, Jared thrown out there. Valeno, gorgeous. Dan B, really appreciate you boys doing this late night content. I I really appreciate you guys being on because this is all this is purely like. Um, number one, I didn't know if you guys would be interested, but the schedule at my house this week, I, uh, missed the first two periods cause, uh, we did awards, uh, for our company. And I don't, I don't know how many people work for giant companies. Uh, I know Mike just experienced his company's awards day. Mike, I just sat at the Masonic temple 
for Ooh. six hours watching people wow. get awards. That was not, I'll just say this. I like the paycheck I get from Rocket. I like a lot of things about that job. That was not one of my favorite things to watch people get awards for six hours. Um, that, that was rough. Uh, <laughs> Matt didn't mean but, it. Guys, we have a big guest tonight. One of the head honchos at Rocket. Listening in tonight. Yeah, no, that, this will be the night that that happens. Um, all right. Wingdings win, six to four. Dan Gilbert the whole time. That'd be great. Oh, God. Dan, is that true? Are you actually Dan Gilbert? Is that B You're just, for a Gilbert? You were just waiting for the day I'd slip up. Um, <laughs> What's up, Timmy? What a win. Let's go. Wasn't, uh, wasn't expecting... By the way, I, I don't know which broadcast you listened to today, but the ESPN one was pretty pretty Red Wing-leaning. Because they, they like when there's a star that you know people recognize, yeah. so they like telling stories about Patrick Kane. For sure. Um, and calling him the greatest American-born hockey player in the history of the sport. <laughs> Over um, and over and over. <laughs> some nice things to say about uh, Cider, Raymond. Um, the only thing that really baffled me is, I don't know when we're going to talk about this, but uh, and Clamps, I'll say, nice win by the boys. <laughs> In regulation. Me that I think, was it the NFL who started cutting down on, in instances where people get injured, they do not show a replay. And I can't, I'm I'm astounded how many times I've seen Larkin get hit in the back of the head and every broadcast is showing it multiple times and in slow motion. Yeah. Um I don't know. Do we want to get deep into that or do we want to talk more about this this victory? Um we could give a few minutes to the victory. Um it's still uh how many is it two straight games where he gave up shorthanded goals or three? Uh, it feels like three straight games. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's not really much you can do on a broken hockey stick, but just. <laughs> well, you know, you know what, it, what conversation comes into play with that? It's just like shit like that is going to happen. Right. And, and what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, but that's where that's where you need a couple of those other shots to get stopped. Right. Like we can't we can't just make. And I know you're not doing this, but we can't just make the excuse, which I do see this on Twitter a lot, of like, well, that that one's not Huso's fault. That one's not Reimer's fault. And even a couple times, guys, we have said that one's not Lion's fault. Like, that can't always be the case. <laughs> so we give up four goals to St. Louis. You know, we don't we don't want to do that, right? And I'm not I'm I'm just saying I, I want that realization to come into play. Like we're, we're trying to figure out where this team can be upgraded. And if Larkin is here, if uh, Peron is here, if Comfer's here, those goaltenders are still back there sucking ass majorly. So that's something we got to keep in mind when we're thinking about upgrading this team and upgrading goaltending is always like the most rough thing in the world. Yeah. It's such a crapshoot. Uh, Mike and I were just talking about it before we went live where it's like um, you could trade for new goalie. And we'll talk about that later in the episode. But, you know, sometimes maybe you're just better off crossing your fingers that your own guy figures it out because transferring good goaltender play from one team to another is almost never going to happen. It almost never happens. Uh, you can't even get goalies season to season to 
perform well. Red Wings can't get goalies to perform well in one season. Uh, so it we is have a lot of issues with that. Yeah. It is one hell of a, yeah, it's one hell of a position that uh, has been a problem since the show has started. But um, again, just to, to recap, I know we're, we're live now. I will say too, uh, yeah. like while we're still on that thread, um, I think Lalone was the first person to say, you know, it's nice for scoring goals, but I think guys are getting a little too excited to score goals. And that's why we give up so many. Um, but I don't feel like we're getting uh, really a showstopper, you know, game from our goaltending yet. Um, so I, 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 I'm, I'm going to just piggyback your point that, you know, shorthanded goals do happen. It just, it, it just, I just wish that it didn't feel like such an avalanche after that, where suddenly bang, 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 like two other, you know, easy, you know, I don't want to say easy, but you know, goals that could have been stopped go in. Yeah. And I'm sure I'm showing off the, uh, like you said, guys are excited to score right now. Um, showing off the Bergeron goal. I think that's another, uh, fun, discussion point to jump into because now Bergeron's got two goals in two games uh we've had some chat on the discord about uh I guess some guys that are on the trade block would you trade Bergeron but um I'll say this this is two straight games for Bergeron if we could talk about this one real quick uh right place right time he's he's putting pucks in the back of the net because I th I think this this is a cat who's going to get smarter but he always seems to be in the right place at the right time. This is two straight games where that would be the first comment I have for Bergeron. That is not, and that is not like a, anybody could do this. I'm saying that he is putting himself in the right place, right time. How many times last year, Mike, did we see Bergeron getting power play goals on the side of the net and the rebound would go right to his stick, boom, back of the net? That is an incredible asset to have on your team. And this isn't uh, a power play goal. This is this is Bergeron making it two to one. Is the replay we were watching for all the podcast listeners? This is two straight games, though. Um, Hockey smarts was always something called out for Steve Eiserman when he's him and his team are trying to create their draft pool. Um, I do see you laughing, so I'm curious what you're seeing. But I I think I think this is huge, and, and it's one thing too. I think it's good to have on your hockey team. Another thing, too, if we're looking to upgrade this defense like we were just talking about, um, I, and you're trying to market like which one of your guys on your team can help my team, I think Bergeron's showing off something where we were I just said goaltending. Can you just transfer goaltending? Boom, boom. Like one spot to another. It's yeah. so difficult. A guy... A guy knowing to be in the right place at the right time, maybe that's about team chemistry. Obviously, some of that's mixed in there. I, but you I can have... learn that and put yourself in the right place at the right time when that team is shooting. So this is a very, very movable talent that we have identified. We talked about last season. This isn't something new. We talked about it last season. It just seems oh like God. you know now we got called back up and it's two straight games. Uh, Bedard scored already against McDavid. <laughs> nice. The passing of the torch has begun. Um, no, I'm just getting more grief in the chat uh, <laughs> from me not being in the Discord. That's what had me laughing. Oh, uh, but um, I it's as far as trading Bar Berggren, I don't think that he's getting moved for a goalie. He's probably getting made moved for somebody on defense. 
Um, and it further blows my mind that this Red Wing lineup tonight was it was it eleven and seven seven defensemen. Um, I ask is, you know, the narrative of why Edmondson is, you know, still hanging out in Grand Rapids is we we just don't have the minutes for him at the NHL level, and <laughs> not just performance based, but if we're also divvying out minutes to seven human beings, I mean, we could just give this guy two of those guys minutes worth, and I think we'd be okay. Yeah, I was gonna. You are he right. I, I offensively, he looks pretty comfortable doing that. And yeah. we're not even going to ask him to run a power play yet. Um, and he he honestly can't be any worse than some of the some of the plays that we've had defensively. So it's getting tougher and tougher to defend, uh, keeping him um, you know under wraps. And you know it's it's no longer met. My concern for a while was the Jacob Turner effect, where you don't want to expose a guy who's um, you know not doesn't actually have it. And that's a Tigers reference from like oh five when we traded him for a Cabrera and then he never made it to the major league baseball. Um Clamp sauce sank burgers for a D man when we already have too many. We have a, a large quantity of defensemen who are in their thirties. I don't know if we have a lot of quality defensemen. Um so I gotta think you know, maybe you'd be finding a way to get like a a sexy Bergeron who plays defense instead of scoring goals. Yeah, and, and so somebody want... kind of more in that age group. And and I think like most teams, you're trying to upgrade on that that right side of the D. Um, you've got cider, but it's tough to find like a consistent option. Gostas Bear is really helping on the offensive side, uh, but you see like. Even the holes on on the first pair, like I I couldn't look at any of the defensive pairings and say, like I've been one hundred percent happy with all of them all the time. Wallman has shown uh, that he'll get demoted every now and then. Um, no, so it's it's like we we penned that in is like the Wallman cider pairing done, and then he oh man did he fuck up within the last week so it's like that exists we we don't and to have like one fuck up yeah right and uh that's fine but it's not like it's not like we're talking like norris trophy for wallman and he had a bad game we're talking about a pretty pretty serviceable guy guy who does the job he works well with cider he's not terrible i'm not trying to get rid of wallman i think a to to Mike's point, yes, quantity, number, high, quality, yeah, not great. And um, I mean, you could uh, you could. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say you you could you could really flip these six defensemen, or I should say the three pairings. You could really flip it on its head here if we could add something to any of these pairings to give them an upgrade and also see some transferability of what Edmondson's doing in the minors and bring that up. Cause we were told like at some point Edmondson's going to get his shot. Like I believe those words came out of Eiserman's mouth. So this entire defensive side of the roster could get turned on its head with a couple moves. 
then a couple of guys get shaken up and you know move into different spots on on their on this own list uh, on their own listing these different pairings like maybe getting paired with somebody else maybe that turns them on but a couple moves here this could get completely flipped on its head and you could have three reliable pairings but right now i i couldn't tell you guys that i see three reliable pairings and and i'm gonna whisper this part because i don't i have all the confidence in the world give him his double digit contract but but like cider's been fucking up too recently so it's like even to that that's our best defenseman we all have no doubt in our mind but we've we've seen we've seen some turnovers recently you know, and it's it's not to say that I've lost trust. Is that maybe who Lalone was calling out <laughs> when he was saying guys are getting a little excited for goals? Oh no, Jared unsubscribed just for that one whisper. Damn oh it. God! All right, sorry, Jared. We'll see um, you in the Discord. I did want to hear my buddy uh, Decoy, uh, my wrestling yeah. buddy, uh, say Petrie playing like Todd Jones. He also kind of reminds me of Joaquin Benoit against the Red Sox because uh, he's just teeing him up to go flying over the fence. Um, and Jared, yeah, I do want to touch on that again because ESPN, uh, the broadcast of St. Cider and Wallman, one of the best pairings in the league. Um, I don't know if they saw that recent story about Wallman getting demoted. Um, but I think it's at least mentioning Matt because it was kind of a, a positive pro Red Wing broadcast, which I was, I can't remember the last, I, even when we watch Lions games, I still yeah. feel like. Maybe it's because the Lions are playing like crap in the past like month, but they're kind of like, um, you know, we expected more from this team. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, um, and it's it's not to say either. Like, how do I want to put this? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I already said it. Like, it's it's not like I'm losing trust in Cider at all. It's just one of those things where it's not like there is. It, it has been a hundred percent lockdown when you put the first pairing out there, and and you can't. Okay, 100%. You can't expect that from anybody. Oh. Victor Hedman's going to give up goals even in his heyday. But yeah. It's just, it's again, it's it's one of those conversations. That first pairing, it will be elevated if you're elevating pairing two and pairing three. And I'm not saying anything new here, but that's part of the conversation I'm trying to have here. If you can alleviate some of that stress, maybe you're bringing somebody else that could do some of the dirty work that uh, Mort Sider's asked to do on special teams, and we're not relying on him so much and so many different areas of uh i don't know everything that's going on with the with the red wings we have to ask him to play like the last six minutes of every game because we trust him and again not losing trust but it's one of those things like if we can upgrade upgrade that second pairing that third pairing just a little bit it's gonna it's gonna it's push everybody like how the offense has just felt um like it's levels above and all we did was add kane but now it feels like there's just a uh a noticeable trickle down effect um, where, you know, we're scoring a lot of goals outside of, you know, the game where we were decimated by depth, uh, losing Perron and Fabry oh. and Larkin. But I mean, this game, the Sharks game, um, it's uh, pretty inspiring stuff offensively, Matt. So I know that we're, we got, we got a couple grumpies in our diapers, right? A couple grumpies with, uh, you know, our de- defense not kind of, you know, playing where we'd like them, our goaltending night quite being where we want it um but we could still give some flowers to this offense and uh especially today too 
this kind of felt like some of the boys were inspired uh, to kind of play for Larkin a little bit. Um, I think we talked about Raymond briefly, um, but Rasmussen, I thought, had a pretty good game today where he kept some plays um, in the offensive zone, actually, actually taking advantage of his rather large body that most other human beings uh, who play hockey do not possess and uh, using it to his advantage, Matt. Um, so I don't know if that's really going to continue, uh, if it's really going to blossom, if Matt's just going to show pictures of his kids. Nerd said, what's my background? So I said, it's my kids. Okay, 50% of them are smiling. That's nice. <laughs> that's actually a Photoshop. Uh, they wouldn't smile when they were together. So I took one <laughs> image where Teddy wasn't crying and an image where Addie was smiling, and I put them together with, with the magic Funny. of Photoshop. Thanks, Photoshop. Yeah, no, it gave us a beautiful picture, the two kids. <laughs> um, uh, by the yeah, way, somebody dropping a little bit of tea here. Uh, brand new, who we don't hear from very frequently. Brand new, how you doing? Uh, said he just saw the Blues put Rana on waivers today. So, Matt, we yeah. can bring him back. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, that's, that's interesting, uh, right? Like, just another one bites the dust for Verona. Um, if anything, you just kind of, like, feel for him at this point. Uh, uh, like, the conversation for any team that's like, I don't know, should we think about it? Like, that's, that's like Chicago, right? Like, uh, Blackhawks should have that conversation. Um, you know, those really shitty teams like Ottawa, Ottawa should have that conversation. Uh, but not, not the Red Wings. That's we're, we're <laughs> above that now. By the way, uh, one of our many Dan's, Dan Bergeron saying, get a DNA test, Matt. Uh, they look more like me. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus. Um, roast them up boys. Roast them up. That Woo! one's, that one's Curtis pure evil. In hot. Uh, Two Dan. kids, you know, the daddy. Yeah, I guess I guess it's Mike. I'll have to ask my wife about it. Hey, everybody says our kids look like Mike and they don't look like me. <laughs> There's a picture, you guys, of little Matt, and he looks identical to Teddy. So Clomp Sauce, I think, is on my side. He's like, Jesus Christ, guys, take it easy. Thanks, Clompy. <laughs> uh he does want to know if that's a family name. Um he he will be the first of his kind. He yeah, will take Teddy uh, number one. Yeah, Teddy, Teddy number one. Yep. Uh, Curtis says we do a lot more roasting on the Discord. Right, Mike, you're missing out on how often I get roasted. Ooh, I don't want to miss that. Um, I mean, this game, at, uh offensively pretty positive. Um, and it's just kind of been some trends that we've seen all season where the defense kind of leaves more to be desired. Um, so, I mean, Berggren getting called up to play and getting put in spots where he can score goals. Um, and the way this team refuses to call up Edmondson, it almost feels more like Bear Grin's just getting a showcase for other teams to watch him at the NHL level rather than, hey, this guy's going to be here when our, we're fully healthy. It feels like he's going to be on the way out. Yeah. This is uh, this is very interesting, actually. Um, I'm taking... <laughs> Decoy said your kids look like Barry Window. <laughs> Aww. Wow. Little window Thanks. kids. Thanks, guys. Um, this is this part's interesting because yeah. this uh, we're we're talking about our own goalie problems. Uh, the Wings actually got outchanced five on five tonight. 
Um, like if we if we took a look at the expected goals for percentage, it's actually um, St. Louis that was dominating, save for Ole Mata, who was by far our best player on the ice tonight from a chances perspective. Um, and considering he's put in defensive situations first, that's actually incredible. That Olimata is going to walk away 90% in his 12 minutes of play, five on five. All chances going towards St. Louis. But everyone else is sort of the opposite, which means um, it's actually Vili Husso outplayed Jordan, bit obviously on the scoreboard, we can see that. But uh, from a goal saved above expected, uh, Vili Husso outplayed Jordan Bennington, a minus uh, 0.54. So still not great. Two Jordan Bennington's minus one point five three. So um Ooh, not good. Right. We get to we get to play a little bit of a game here where we, we still offensively, with everybody being out, we still look a little more skilled than St. Louis right now. <laughs> Getting that yeah. uh shooting percentage up above. But of course we know St. Louis has that shitty penalty kill, and that certainly helped us out tonight. But um yeah, it's a, it's kind of interesting looking at this. I don't know if there's too much you could take away from this game statistically but like you mentioned bergeron scoring is nice to see um but yeah across the board we got uh we got shellacked five on five not not great that's kind of our thing though we just we like turning it on for the special teams you know yeah um i didn't know if you wanted to touch on a couple of the slides here because i know we haven't really dove into those and we're already yeah. 30 minutes no you're right uh let's do this real quick I'm going to destroy our uh, our count right now, but we're going to run through DraftKings ad that's going to feature um, game lines from last week's hockey games. But uh, please, don't go away. We'll be right back, I promise. We're going to talk Dylan Larkin and all that fucking bullshit that happened against Ottawa. <laughs> Bet the action on ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Guys, we know Patrick Kane is going to be wearing the winged wheel against the San Jose Sharks on Thursday, December 7th. Right now, Red Wings are at a minus 298 on the money line and under 6.5, negative 102, over 6.5, negative 118. I don't know. Sharks give up a lot of goals. Red Wings aren't necessarily super responsible defensively. Just throwing that out there. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. In Connecticut, help is available for problems gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources NHL and the NHL shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League copyright NHL 2023 all rights reserved. All right, we only lost one viewer that time. So was, that's you know what's funny is. You were doing the phone number, um, I think, and uh, 
you almost lost it for a second and you almost went uh what? seven seven uh smitty worman man jensen like, <laughs> <laughs> You almost SpongeBobbed out on that one. <laughs> I I could feel when I I had like spit building up. Like when I did it again here, I was like, oh, blah, 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 blah. like I'd, uh, every time I hear that, I feel it. Oh, okay. God. Are we watching? Um, it? Yeah, we can we can watch a little bit here. Oh God. Okay. Um, JT Comfort, Klim Cost, uh, Costed, Coasted, Costin. Let's go with Costin. Uh, Dylan Larkin. Oh, of course, devastating. Matt Luff been out since October eighth. How, how have we survived? Huge um, and of course, David Perron out for six with his suspension, which we did here tonight. He is appealing. You, you guys looking at this list, and Matt's just showing this to us. You kind of get a, a grasp. You know, it's going to be about seven days without uh, the D man. Um, is this did that Larkin moment when he was laying prone? Did you guys have the same thought I did, where you don't want to be the old man on the porch, where it's like hey, we need more enforcers. You know, this used to be a, a physical game, and now they're out there scoring goals, and I don't like it. But just just for like a five-minute window, I really wanted an enforcer on our team. And that, I yeah, really I guess... wanted like McCarty to come out of the stands and put somebody else's jersey on and just throw a couple fists and then go back into the, the booth. Yeah, the, the, I mean, the rest of the conversations that night, if they weren't about um, arguing whether or not that was a target from uh, Matthew Joseph, then it was, wow, what a shitty night for Clem to be out of the lineup. <laughs> like getting eight minutes a night just in case there's a fight. And now he's hurt. Um, undisclosed listed on hockey reference. Not sure if there's been uh, an official update, probably just upper body. So somewhere from the waist up, he's hurt. They usually um, got hit in the wiener. Upper body is hitting the wiener? That's lower body. No, not if you put it up over your belt. If you flip up your boner up into your <laughs> belt buckle? That's upper body. Okay. Um, but uh, the uh, I think Jared said it best. I thought he was dead. I was at a, a Christmas party. This is going to be a, a moment where it's like, I remember where I was when. Yeah. Um, I was at a Christmas party, and there's probably 20 of us just kind of talking, having our own conversations. And someone brought it up, and we thought that we watched, like, another death on the ice. Like, you know, we're not that removed from that idiot super-kicking somebody in the throat. Um, and I thought that Larkin died. Um, Even when he wasn't... got up and his arms weren't moving, I, it looked really bad. Yeah, uh, it is... Over the last few years, it's, like, my least favorite thing I've seen. So far, like the last time Matthew Joseph attacked Dylan Larkin in a spot that the rest of the league knows he has a problem, uh, you know, Dylan got right up and swung at him. Uh, this was not fun. And uh, we have had discussions actually in the Discord. There's a video going around on YouTube. Um, you know, a doctor trying to make a call. There, there are some parties who might think that's... Um, you know, it's it's a tiny bit irresponsible to um, throw out guesses, uh, but it, it is an educated guess. It's just one of those things. Um, you know, as a doctor, it's not exactly the most responsible thing in the world to have a YouTube page where, without seeing the patient, you just kind of throw out your best guess. But any who's his best guess was that there was a um, a nerve, actually, uh, I believe, on uh, on the back of the neck, and uh, when it's pinched. Uh, possibly by blunt force, um, 
human can actually pass out. Just yeah. like sort of like instantly. Uh that feels so, like a, a known UFC weak spot, like right on right underneath your jaw. Yeah. Like that's kind of where totally possible. Go. Um totally possible. <laughs> By the way, that Jared was, with uh, a great uh, chirp at you, Matt. <laughs> Matt talking his wife down from uh, running her own YouTube channel. <laughs> Very irresponsible to do that, you guys. Very, very irresponsible. Um, you know, if you have a podcast studio in your home, don't take advantage of it. I will say that uh, with that ESPN broadcast, it was yeah. very pro Red Wings. However, I was surprised, and maybe this is just because the commissioner was uh, part of the broadcast tonight, that the overall consensus is that the most egregious sin was by David Perron. For taking six steps and hitting, uh, obviously, the wrong player, right? Yeah. He, he gave a receipt to the wrong guy. But... And Artem Zub plays in the very next shift, I believe. So he was just, just, oh my God, just decimated by the attack from the evil David Perron that he needed, um, I don't know, commercial break. It's not like it's David right Perron is, is Draymond Green out there. Right. You know, like picking people in the balls and stomping them on the chest. Like it's David Perron, man. And He's and like it does create like this circle. It's like uh, the NHL going like, well, whose fault is it that David Perron feels like he needs to attack a player when his captain gets hurt? You know, like they're just like eventually pointing the finger back at themselves, which I, I think is... Like there, there's two problems here. Number one, this is my official stance on this. This, this doesn't have to be Mike's stance. Um, this should be seen as a pattern of aggressive targeted action. It's the same spot. Matthew Joseph targeting the same player in a vulnerable spot. Player has a, a that should say a known history of injuries with aggression. And I shared this replay. Which is going to be tough because this is like, it's like a copy of a is copy, it the, so it's not going to work right behind, now. The behind the net shot, where it looks like Joseph. I don't have it up and... right now. We could go look for it, but what do you? I don't what, want you to look for it if you don't. Yeah, have it. what's up? It, but I mean, it looks like he's looking at Larkin's neck and head and hitting him. And it, what I've heard, what I've heard is people saying, "Oh, it was an accident." You know, guys are moving all over the place, but. <laughs> It's not like his eyes were closed and he had, you know, like ice chips in his eye. Like you, he, he knew where he was aiming. It, it's kind of hard for me to defend, and, and I'm I'm kind of surprised that that angle wasn't used uh, to determine fines and or lengthening of suspension. Yeah, I um, it 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 did to me feel like not only was he looking at the neck, but it looked like he took a beat, like he was gonna select one spot and instead moved. And what I don't get is somebody like Biz Nasty um, sharing on Twitter how it's not like it was a cross check. And I don't like those are his words. I don't understand when it became OK to go. Oh, I'm sorry. It, was, it wasn't a cross check to the back of the head. Like it was like, oh, it's the neck. And I was thinking. What the f when did the neck become like that is also an extremely vulnerable part of the body. No, no protection, by the way, if uh, we're watching the replay here, we don't even need, we don't even need to we're looking at the picture right here. No protection on the neck. It's not 
Th this isn't uh oh it w at least it wasn't the head that is some may argue a worse spot to get hit i'm i'm just the the amount of protection actually on said head compared to the neck like from your body your actual skull being able to protect your head is not here on the neck more vulnerable yeah, I mean, I don't know it's only were... only basically under the careers of you know Bret Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know Edge for a while, Brian Danielson for a while, and you're out for years. Um, it, it's uh pretty painful, and I'm I'm doing that for Decoy. Um, well, all the wrestling it's... drops and and Biz. Oh, and Decoy, I I just pulled up. Uh, Decoy throws out there, Biz is a loser, and it, it's true. But when he goes out there and throws his nonsense, um, people who aren't going to take that extra second to see what's going on, they're just looking for like their own opinion to make them feel safe and cuddly and warm. And they're just like, no, the NHL's good. The NHL does no wrong. And then Biz says that where you'd think, like, sure, he's on TNT, so maybe he's being more pro NHL. But that's supposed to be... And I again, Decoy, I don't disagree with you. He is a he's a fucking idiot. But that's supposed to be our representative. Right? Like he's on that panel, and there's fucking Wayne Gretzky on that panel, who's actually really good, by the way, at hockey analysis. You you'd think sometimes the super duper, like greatest of all time, wouldn't be. He's really good. Bissonette is supposed to be our representative, and I will define it this way, because he fucking sucked at hockey. So we don't, he's not up there being the Wayne Gretzky of hockey. He's up there as the beer league fucking loser. And then he has this pro NHL take that he could argue all day. It's not a pro NHL take, but it is because it's, it's just defending this idea that like, well, the rules that are in place, you know, and, and the other side of the, you know, things we can't forget too, is that the NHL defends itself all day, every day that you don't get concussions in the NHL, or at least they haven't admitted as every other sport has done that has physical contact, that you can get a concussion from that physical contact. Uh, the NHL is still strong in their stance that all the science isn't in yet to keep themselves nice and safe and warm. So when our representative that works on TNT takes the stance he took, it's it's, it's just a fucking waste of time. And, and, and you're right, Decoy, th th he's a fucking loser. And I, I, I guess I guess I shouldn't rely on him anymore to be a representative for the beer leaguer, the fan. He's just a NHL shill. There's my Red Wings rant for this week. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, I don't know. It's just tough for me because it feels like the ruling was based on a math problem, and the hit that Larkin received uh, took zero strides because they're already next to each other. And because one was zero strides, and we've written down, if you do a cross-check, that's a two-minute penalty. Um, and if you take multiple strides and hit somebody, uh, that's a suspension. It just, I'm, um, that's nice that you put a math problem together, but I, I don't know if I'm... <laughs> yeah, this is Max Bolton. Like, the, the optics of it. You know what I mean? The optics that's of it. That's 100%. There was uh, the guy. Let, let's do the eyeball test and let's see one guy kind of, you know, get whacked and then play, like you said, in the next shift. And the other guy's out for a week. 
it's because he he passed out in a terrifying display. It's a direct correlation with the idea that the NHL is not ready to admit that concussions and head injuries can come from playing in the NHL because everyone's arguing that was a stand, you know, like that's a, Oh, that's a play to clear out, clear out the ice. So if they start punishing Matthew Joseph, the way I think he should be punished for a targeted attack when he could choose so many different ways to get Dylan Larkin out of the crease that's the NHL admitting that this sport is not regulated properly and way too fucking dangerous. Where what and they I'll needed to too, do. Go ahead. Like, oh, I was just gonna say too, because I think the best example of this uh, currently is Draymond Green, because referees are basically like they know going in when you referee a Golden State Warriors game, you you either have to give the guy a free technical foul. Um, because he's he's gonna talk and bitch and moan the whole game. Because uh, other stuff, worse stuff is coming. And now when punishments get dropped on him, it's because he's a repeat offender. And based on Joseph, you know the collective. It's because I was at this party, Matt, and it, it was people who were kind of like jogging their memory, like, wait, didn't this happen to Larkin like a season or two ago? Yeah, wh- who was it that time? Oh, it was the same fucking guy. Like, it feels right. like that should be documented. And factored into like the repercussions of this happening again, where you create a, a terrifying scene on the ice. Um, and it makes your product look bad that, you know, one of the superstars of the league uh, is face down unconscious. You cause that to happen. <laughs> there should be real repercussions. There, there should be real receipts from the league. Ken, Ken Cal called out to that, that idea, right? If this is Connor Bedard, if this is Connor McDavid, and and it happens like tonight on like ESPN, the league the league's gonna shut down for a week. They're like, no hockey, we gotta figure this shit out. Um, I do want to count out or call out. Clap sauce is like sucked is strong. He played in the Nationals. However, he was wrong, and that's that's of course Biz. Clap, get on board. We're all mad at Biz. He sucked. And then Jared throws out there, <laughs> Riley Shan has more right to be a commentator. Cue applause. Jared, very nice. Very By nice. Way, every time we say optics, we have to acknowledge that we only use that word because of Kendall Roy. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> That's succession. Uh, uh, yeah, Dan B. throwing out there the quote. Uh, MD, Dr. Batman said there's no <laughs> correlation between CTI oh. and punches to the head. Dan B with uh, perhaps comment of the episode. Thank you, Dan B. Uh, Jared throwing out there. Cousins should have been suspended. Um, that's a great call out. And they suspend for the nobody's going to protect me in this fucking league. So I'm going to retaliate. They have no problem suspending for that. Because how dare you retaliate in what is a part of hockey? It's just, okay. It's just so fucking hypocritical. Cause right. They discourage fighting. Whoever starts the fight, you get an extra penalty. And it's like, why did Perron do what he did? Because the best player in this whole goddamn city, across most of our sports, was knocked unconscious by what I think, still think is a dirty play. There's the angle from behind the net where it looks like he's targeting the net. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand how you're going to get on your high horse and discourage fighting. Uh, but then 
when Peron is showing some real camaraderie and saying, my God, my blood brother is literally unconscious in a pile. I, I want to stand up for him. That's the punishment. Not the repeat offender who started this shit. So my, it, it blows my mind. Yeah. My first response to Peron getting suspended six games was just like, okay, makes sense. He hit the wrong guy and he took six strides and hit him with a stick in the face. Yep. You should get right. some sort of suspension. And you know what that is? Let's prevent the next guy from making that choice. But they're, they're, the problem is that, and this is what I said was it's too bad. The league doesn't try to make a safer environment for their players. So Peron didn't feel the need to act the way he did. Cause again, it's, it's admitting that they're doing wrong. And that's, I think that's what so many people are missing here. Like that's the, that's what the NHL is protecting right now is what they've created and they could make a safer NHL. And, and like, we always see, like, they're going to wait, they're going to wait to make a safer NHL for when something truly tragic. And we all know what I mean by that, but something truly tragic will happen. And then they will decide to make the NHL. I don't know safer but again not safer it's a pr play it'll be please don't well, truly, leave the nhl please keep is, watching us you know just on the coattails of what you said earlier if it happens to one of the connors um oh jared shared the uh behind the net i know we're man this <laughs> we are definitely getting removed from youtube tonight um <laughs> <laughs> So I'll take a second here to pull this up, but um, yeah, we did we did have some other top. Oh my god! All right, ah, are you able to share that one or no? Well, I pulled up a toys ad for Ollie's Good Stuff Cheap. Ooh, I like oh, cheap now stuff. That, I like it, it even is. better when it's good. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Um. Me. All right, we'll stop sharing that screen. We'll pull this up. We'll pull this up for just a second. But um, I like uh, you'll like this video. What it says? It's like, look right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We get it. You're trying to get YouTube views. Kind of assholes trying to get YouTube views. Um, this is a lot of Peron stuff, Jared. Are you uh, are you sending us senators propaganda? All right, so there it is. Is that? Oh no, that's not behind the net. No, there's one behind the net where you can kind of see them. Um, damn. Like Larkin's yeah, already. Yeah, we'll have yeah. to do some vetting. We'll probably have it for the next episode. Jared, if if we want to talk believe. about this again, <laughs> I can't believe Jared. It's you okay. just we'll sent us out of a senator's propaganda. I, how how dare you? It's the most egregious sin is me. Because I brought it up and I didn't have it queued up, so that's my fault. No, it's fine. Um, we have. Uh, we'll, we'll just jump ahead because uh, we know who's been called up. We just watched. We've we've had two hockey games since Larkin's been out. Um, but this is the one thing we haven't talked about yet, and we'll, we'll wrap up the show. Um, Dave Pagnota, we've brought him up a few times, is at the fourth period. Uh, Red Wings have been engaged. Tweeted out a few days ago, Red Wings have been engaged in trade talks lately, per, per source. Uh, Jonathan Bergeron, who was uh, scratched in today's Griffins game, still ongoing. 
uh, one of the players uh, believed to be in those discussions. What if he was scratched because he was getting called up, though? He went on to tweet, uh, him getting called up will not affect this. That was like his next tweet the next day. Mm. So he just doubled down on his claim. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, um... I will call, I, I will say this without any sources, without any real connection here, because you'd think what he was trying to do here is say, like, he's scratched in the Griffins game because they're trying to move him tonight that's kind of what he's going for here. So I, I want to do, I want to do two things here. I want to call out like one of the things I think uh, is possible. We're looking at, uh, but number two, Dave, what the, f- like, yeah, we all fucking know Bergeron's on the trade block. Who the, f- what are you doing? This is nothing. Red Wings have been engaged in trade talks lately. Yeah. So is every other fucking team and no shit. Bergeron's on the, tra- the whole, get the fuck out of here, Dave. You suck. Man, man. Let him get some clicks. Give him a break. You know, I, I, I don't get this shit. You know, I mean, it brought up conversation for the discord, but um, so it's good content for a discord. And I'll say that. But man, fuck you, Dave. Anyway, um, <laughs> not a friend of the show. I think <laughs> all saved above uh, expected per 60. <laughs> I brought up four Reimer, Alex Lyon and Billy Huso. Um, I do want to call out too. this is this is hilarious. Uh this is before tonight, before Monday's game. So Reimer has come screaming down this list. Vili Huso will now be in the negative. He'll be in the negative. Goals saved above expected per 60. He will be in the negative per 60. This is his new number. Um, so Huso, oh, not the answer. That sounds not good. Yeah. Uh, Reimer again, he's at the top of this list per 60. I think we've, you know, this, this does include a pretty hot start for Reimer and he's come screaming down. And after Monday's now, game, Reimer he's also somebody, further down this list. Uh, with a high level of concern for head injuries. Cause when that puck was, uh, coming oh. toward the side, he did get out of the way of that. So very true. When he was over in Sweden, didn't want to get hit by, uh, who was that? Was that, uh, Stutzla? Um, so here, here's what we're looking at. Alex Lyon, serviceable so far. He had, uh, He's had some not-so-great goals get past him the last week or so, which is bound to happen for any goaltender. But overall, best-looking dude so far this season. Pittsburgh, success. Tristan Yari. Hey, kind of the thing. That's my if fantasy you... team goalie. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, if... if if you try to figure out what's going right for Pittsburgh, uh, that's where you pull up Tristan Yari. I think there's absolutely a conversation there. The one that makes more sense is a John Gibson. Uh, of course, Verbeek as the GM over there, buddies with Stevie Y. Um, and Anaheim always, you know, right now they're they're just in that the the zone that we were in a couple years ago of just like you you've got some guys that are movable, bringing some draft picks. Gibson would be one of those. He's had some pretty good games this year. Um, and, and it would be nice to kind of look at, you You can see he's right underneath Alex Lyon here and goal saved above expected per 60. Um, and the reason, you know, I, I hope it's obvious. The reason we're not just looking at goal saved above expected is just because guys have played more minutes, played more games on this list here. Um, but Gibson right underneath Lyon, it would be really nice to have back-to-back games. Lyon, Gibson turning in, 
similar uh, play out there. And of course, what we're trying to rule out as well with goals saved above expected and not just looking at straight save percentage is, uh, you know, you take a look at a team like Anaheim, who certainly had their struggles this year. You don't want to figure in that team's defense too much. So we're trying to eliminate that and just say the team's defense allowed this expected goals against. So based on that, what was the goaltender able to eliminate as an expected goals against and actually allow on the board? And that's where uh, all of these gentlemen uh, could make a play. Uh, Dick Allen, I just brought up to bring in some Montreal names because I know they've got their three goaltenders. Mrazek, just to kind of look at shitty Chicago. Actually, another one, I mean, Alex Nedeljkovic is also a backup for Pittsburgh. So they're if they're going to move one, they're probably going to want to move Ned. Um and where somebody said in the chat here, Carter Hart. Um, but yeah. Can I ask a weird question? Like, you know, you you're trying to give us uh to kind of get it in our in our headspace um uh, for a contract uh, uh contextual performance, right? Yeah. Like how a goalie's doing based on the defense around him. So based on who Iserman acquires for Berggren, is this an admission of you know what, guys? I kind of screwed up uh, with the way I've been <laughs> uh, scouting and valuing defensemen. Or is Iserman going to be admitting, I don't know what I'm doing when I get goaltenders. I just get terrible ones and cross my fingers. It would be one thing like if we saw like some flashes. But, I mean, we, we just had another four goals against tonight. And... By all accounts, I've seen this uh, from some of our counterparts. Like you, you and I had this conversation. We've had the chat on Discord with our our buddies, and it's like, wouldn't you have kind of assumed we went out there and played some tighter defense? And the five on five numbers, they're not bad. Um, they're not terrible. Like measuring across the league, it's just, I mean, number one, yeah, these shorthanded goals. But it's like our 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 goaltenders cannot stop an odd man rush, which Again, the argument gets made on Twitter. Can't blame a goaltender for an odd man rush, but I, I would say maybe every now and then we could stop one. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we get in the hole because of that. Five on five plays, not that terrible, but it really does seem like... I, I would say based we, on the breakdowns, it, uh, it's probably going to be defense that he's probably going to try and pivot and find some other players, right? I, I think both. I, I think if a goaltender pops up and that's where the John Gibson conversation starts, um, I think I think Steve's listening to that phone call. Um, you've got quite a track record with John Gibson. And again, by all accounts, you've got, even with the struggles, a better defense in Detroit. So it's like a combo move here. Um, and that could be Edmondson getting called up and maybe something you know, again, on, on the bottom pairings that becomes available. Uh, but I, I, th I think it would make sense to look into both of these scenarios, upgrading the defense, upgrading goaltending. And I might try upgrading the goaltending first and then be more patient on what I'm going to do on the defensive side. Cause it could be something where we've seen Alex Lyon do a hell of a job with the same defense in front of him, Um, and it's not like, He's going lights out. Yeah, everybody's actually commented like, oh, Lion isn't really moving. He's stoic in that. 
So it is one of those things where you get the right goaltender in there, it works. And Gibson could be another one of those right goaltenders. So maybe that's almost, uh, it, I guess that almost makes the case for us, right? Where it's like Iserman was, uh, uh, we're going to have four, let's have four goalies on the roster. And I'm just going to prove to you guys that it's the defense. This, or I'm proving to you that it's the goaltending, you know, in this kind of base control experiment. So I don't know if Lyon is proving that. Maybe it is the goaltenders because somebody made it work. I think that could be an argument that would, again, like I'd be like, okay, I'm, I'm cool with giving a new goaltender a shot. You know, like let's, let's see what happens if, if we go in that direction for a wee bit, see how everything turns out. Um, I will, I will point out, let's, let's do this. Uh, Let's do rates here. Expected goals for percentage. We're 19th in the league. Um, and our expected goals against per 60 is actually it's actually 15th. We're in we're in the top half of the league right now. So the chances we're giving up. We could actually put more chances on that. It's actually our special teams is really helping us out, obviously, on the forward side. But expected goals against per 60, 2.64, top half of the league. We're number 15, actually. So it's not the it's not like we're doing ourselves favors here, but we are in the top half of the league. It would just be nice if our goaltenders weren't in the bottom half of the league with goals saved above expected. Um, so, yeah, I... I think I'd I think I'd want to try that out. If you're not losing too much, I don't think Anaheim is gonna be the one. And, and we brought up the conversation because of the Berger and trade talk, and we're gonna wrap up here in a second, guys. So, um, this is way too late. I just realized it's eleven o'clock. I know I gotta um, work in a couple hours. I know. Shit, we gotta. I gotta start getting ready for the day tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I I, I guess uh, like the easy point to just come to is like there's been. A goaltender has had success. Um, we could try and bring up Edvinson. And Gibson isn't going to fetch like first round picks and tons of prospects. So let's let's talk to Pat, see if we can do something reasonable here. We have to have that conversation with Pat where it's like, oh, come on, man. It's fucking goaltending. Like, we'll we'll help you out. And we'll, you know, we're gonna bring Gibson over here and give you a draft pick. But I mean, we're trading for a goaltender, Pat. Well, fuck us over, man. I'm gonna give no, you, we're not giving you too much here, dude. Yeah, this is supposed to be our plant. This is supposed to be Steve's plant all along. Pat goes over to Anaheim. They're rebuilding. <laughs> That's a place we could throw all of our garbage. Supposed to pillage. Let us pillage. Right. Okay. Um, we're ready to sign, uh, sign off into the sunset? No, that's not it. Uh, sail right off. Right off. Yeah. I tried that at work in all my meetings and nobody gets it. Um, right off into the sunset, fellas, wings win. Um, moving back in the right direction. Hopefully, Tampa loses tonight. Um, and we still have a wild card spot though, right? We are, uh, yeah, the first right. wild card team on top of Washington. Things are still going pretty good. You got, you got all win with no comfort, Larkin. Let's throw Perron in there. You've got all these different things you could try out with uh, 
your prospects down Grand Rapids still like we haven't we haven't seen like Edmondson doesn't work yet, you know? So that's still out there. <laughs> so we're still doing the good. mystery that he could still be right. an A plus plus. Exactly. Uh so that mystery still lives. And, and still there's the, the team that's number two in goal scoring in the whole league. How exciting is that? And I'm gonna round up from five ninety-three. I'm gonna say we're a six hundred, we're a six hundred hockey team, Mike. Got that first yeah. wild card spot. This is this is okay. And uh guys, we'll be at the Carolina Hurricanes game on Thursday, me and Mike. Which by the way, Mike, we get we get a cool Dominic Hashik stick if we show up early enough. Yes. So we gotta make sure we do that. If you guys are coming to the game, uh hit us up on X Discord. whatever. Or Discord. Yeah. Michael join. He promises yeah. to join. All right. Guys, it's bedtime. Go wings. All good news today. Good thing we were able to do that. We're I'm in a pretty good mood right now. But we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for coming. Sticking around late. Love you guys.